0: Well, the light of the world's here tonight. Praise God. I feel real good right now. I like that kind of singing. He's our Savior, our Healer, our soon-coming King. Praise God. Since He's here, we can have what we need. I never find any place in the New Testament where he ever turned anybody down, isn't that right? I had a text last night, he went about doing good, that's all he did, something good. Regardless of who came to him, he always blessed them, he never turned one sick person away, not one sinner did he turn away from his door. He opened his arms to whosoever will. Amen. And he's the same tonight, right here tonight. Praise God. So happy for his presence. Well, I've been trying to get Brother Perry to preach. I want to hear him before I leave here. I haven't got it convinced yet. A lot of folks want to hear him. I right. We thank the Lord for Brother and Sister Perry. We've known him a long time. They used to pastor over in the state of Louisiana. And we thank the Lord for the wonderful life and ministry that's behind him, and we hope many years in the future. Praise the Lord. Now, we have announced tomorrow night we'll be praying for the sick. Now, we can pray for the sick if we're living, whether the Lord's here or not, but there won't be anybody healed. Anybody can pray for the sick, but the healer got to be here. Well, I want you to begin praying with me tonight, and I want you that's expecting divine healing to come expecting God to heal you. Praise the Lord. The man sitting by the beautiful gate looked up expecting to receive something. The Apostle Peter caught that look of expectancy, and he said, silver and gold have we none." But such as we have, we give unto thee, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And while he was in that state of expectancy, God instantly healed him. The power of the Lord went through his bones, and he leaped up and began to walk, and ran into the temple praising God. If you're crippled, you can be healed. If you're Have cancer, you can be healed. Uh, Whatever your trouble is, you can be healed. How many believes God can do anything? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. If you have an old knot of water on your neck or body, it can leave instantly. It is taking place across the country. Praise God. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. But there's one thing that uh, must take place. There's several different kinds of healing in the Bible. Uh, They lay hands on the sick and they recover. And then there's gifts of healing that comes into operation, which speeds up the laws of nature, and uh, they're they're healed uh, in a matter of hours or days. Then there's the gift of miracles that comes into operation, that brings it instantly. And (coughs) be it unto you according to your faith. If the congregation will believe together, all of us move in the realm of the Spirit, we can rise up into that higher realm where the Lord can do great and mighty things in our midst. As I have been telling you from night to night, I do not claim anything special above anyone else or any of our ministers. All that I claim is that I believe the living Word of God and that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he has not lost any of his love and his compassion for a lost and dying world, neither has he lost his compassion for our sick people, especially his own children. Just as sure as you want your children to be healed, Jesus wants his children to be healed. How many would put your children's healing off? They had a terrible raging fever tonight. How many would put it off for a week or two and say it might be good for them to suffer a little bit? Would you do it? If you had the power to heal them, no. You would heal that child this very night. But the Lord Jesus Christ has made this conditional. Since we are grown people, most of us, and we know what we want, we have not because we ask not. He demands us to come to him and ask believing. And then he has promised to heal us every time. Not always miraculously, but always he heals. Praise the Lord. The seed is planted, and from that moment, your healing begins. The word of God is the seed. And as we preach it, you believe it, you take it into your heart. For a blessing, for a closer walk, for peace, for happiness, for divine healing, whatever it is. Listen, Pentecostal people. There's a difference in believing God for a blessing and believing God for divine healing. I see a lot of folks get in the healing line and they begin to jerk and shake and and try to shout and they're believing, but they're believing for a blessing. A lot of times that's a cover-up for their weakness of faith. Divine healing comes by focusing your mind upon the promise, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You fasten your mind upon that scripture and you look at it, you take it into your very soul and you believe it and you continue to believe it and you get your healing that way. If you want happiness, well, there's a scripture that mentions this salvation being joy unspeakable and full of glory. Get a hold of it. Think of it. Believe it. And the first thing you know, you'll be happy. So remember, you get what you believe for. And you get what you look for. If you're not looking for anything but defeat, that's exactly what you'll get. Like the old woman that prayed for the mountain to move. She got up the next morning and she said, just as I expected. It's still there. You must, by faith, see it. Isn't it a wonderful thing that the Lord had in mind what he wanted before he started speaking worlds into existence? He knew exactly what he wanted. When he spoke this one into existence, he knew how big he wanted it and how many oceans, how many rivers and how many mountains and everything. He had it already in his mind. The blueprint was there. And he spoke and it came into existence. Be sure you have your mind made up what you want. Come believing for that. Not for a thousand things. As our brother uh, taught in the Bible, Brother Haney, yesterday and today in such wonderful lesson. Uh, but we must be pacific. We must bring it down to a fine And we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. You take the little... Uh, uh, Sunglass that they use to focus the sun rays. You get it a certain distance there, and you bring it down to a fine point, and it causes whatever it's uh, focused on to ignite and catch fire. And we we've got to do the same thing. If we come expecting a miracle, let's see it. Let's believe it. Let's believe it, and then you've it. But you settle it that Jesus Christ can that's not enough you've got to believe that he will and after you believe that he will you must bring it down to you and to your trouble right down to your toe if that's what it is amen right down to your toe think about it look at it and say nothing's impossible with God I believe that he can heal this toe I believe that his healing power will heal it and when you think on that and believe that, suddenly God's healing virtue begins to flow. Picked up a little girl one night that was about four years old, never walked in her life, born to, uh, with a spinal injury. Her legs was as limber as a dish rag. We picked her up and held her in our arms and prayed in the name of Jesus. Just a simple prayer. By faith, seeing those limbs strengthened, and all of a sudden she began to jerk and stiffen, and I stood her down upon the floor, and she stood there. She was afraid, but the next night she came to the church walking, running, playing, like any other child. That girl is going to school today in perfect health, in perfect health because Jesus Christ made her ever withhold. The thing I want you to see tonight is this, that God can do anything, don't limit him. God accepts no limitations. Remember, only those you impose upon yourself. That's right. The children of Israel displeased God when they asked the question, can he spread a table in the wilderness? He did, he did. For 40 years, he spread a table in the wilderness. So you see, God don't like it when you doubt him. You limit God. We're the one that limits the healing power. We're the one that ties the hands of God. It isn't God. His hand is always open toward us. See him like that. Will you see him like that? Glory to God. He's the healer. Praise the Lord. Can you lift your hands and let's praise him. We thank you, Lord, tonight for the power of your Amen. Speak, O Lord. Speak, O Lord, tonight. Amen, amen. Now some came last night for prayer, demon oppression and procession. It was fearful or ashamed to step out before everybody. But let me tell you about this. If these spirits is bothering you. One of these days everybody's gonna know about it. It may be in the headlines of the paper. It's right. And this count meeting is a good time to get rid of. Amen. The Lord's here to drive out evil spirits. And if that thing's about to throw you, it's a lot better to get it done and get it done now, because any day it could be too late. It could be too late, my friend. If you know that a demon spirit's tormenting you and troubling you, the quickest way you can get rid of it is too slow. It's too slow. Don't be ashamed of anything. Just come and ask the Lord to help you. He'll help you. Praise the Lord. How many is going to pray for the service tomorrow night? How many is going to come believe in God, will you? Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I thought that I was going to preach on something else tonight, but this morning, daylight, here it is. And we're reading here in Hebrews 10:38 along down. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense or reward, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. My soul hath no pleasure in him. I want to use for my text tonight, Faith that won't quit. Faith that just will not quit. It just refuses to ever stop believing. We read in Acts 1.8, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. I'm talking to a group of people tonight that has the power. Power. Whether or not you use it, I don't know. And if you don't, it's nobody's fault, but your own. You do have power. It came when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have faith. Whether you'll use it, I do not know. I read the story one time of a fellow that bought his ticket to cross the sea. He had only just the very little money, and he bought him some cheese and crackers. And every mealtime, he would go down in his room and eat cheese and crackers while he was crossing the sea. And finally, he could stand it no longer. About the time they was ready to land, he came and he said, how much would one of those steaks cost like those people are eating? They said, man said, they don't cost anything. He said, when you got your ticket, your meals was paid for. The man had starved himself almost to death and eat cheese and crackers. Whenever his meals was paid for, he could have been eating steaks and ham and eggs for breakfast. Uh, But he didn't know that. When you bought your ticket, when you obeyed Acts 2.38, bless God, all the benefits is with it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord god placed faith within your heart enough of faith to get anything you need praise the lord when the lord god planned to make man he gave him two feet two hands two ears two eyes and so forth he fixed him so he could get about he fixed him with arms and hands so he could feed himself and when the lord god brought us into the kingdom of god he had a plan everything's fixed so we can touch him so we can talk to him, so we can get what we want. And so don't you dare tell me you don't have faith if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost because you're lying. You do have. You just don't use it. A lot of folks is just too trifling, and lazy to use their own faith. That's right. They want somebody else to do all the praying. Oh, yes, the pastor, they want him to pray day and night until they get healed. And they won't even try to believe. They say, I don't have any faith. They're lying. The Lord said he gave them faith. They just don't want to use their faith. They don't want to get up on their two feet and say, here I stand, God. And I believe you, Lord. And here I stand till I get it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another thing you've got, you've got a will. God gave you that, a will. A lot of people don't use it but you have willpower to make up your mind, to do what you want to do, praise the Lord. This life today, it's a battle. You can fight or you can sit down. You can fight or you can surrender. You're a free moral agent. You can do what you want to do. You can believe God or you can doubt. You can be afraid or you can believe. It's all up to you. I want to put the entire burden of this thing on you where it belongs, not on Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, we can believe, or we can doubt, we can fight, or we can give up. We can be a success, or we can be a failure. It all depends on you, nobody else but you. You got the same set of brains that the rest of us has got. Probably don't weigh an ounce uh, more or an ounce less. The same set, the same size practically. And God Almighty expects you to use them. A lot of people don't. They just don't use them very much. They're the give-up type, just like an old possum. Ah, whenever the dog jumps up, gets too close to him, he'll just lay down and sow. Well, the devil likes for you to do that. He can get you to lay down and sow. Well, he's got you. He can do what he wants to. But the Lord God's calling us to stand up and to use the God-given faith that he has given to us. And to stop doubting him and start believing. Praise the Lord. And to exercise this faith that absolutely will not quit. Now, uh, everybody loves a hero. You like to read about them. I like to pick up the Bible and read about Samson, David, and all the great heroes of the Bible. But you know what? It takes a man with a backbone and willpower and faith to become a hero. That's right. He didn't become a hero lying out somewhere under a bush with his toes turned up. Somebody said, uh, uh, you can sit on your bed and, uh, and talk or lie on your bed and squawk. Or get up and walk. Amen. Just whatever you want to do. Jesus found that poor fellow had been down there by the side of the pool for 38 years. All he did was talk and squawk. But Jesus Christ came along one day and said, do you want to be well? That was a funny question to ask a fellow, but you know there's a lot of folks that don't want to be. They don't want to be. But this man did. He looked up in the face of Jesus Christ. And he said, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. Jesus Christ said, arise, take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. The Lord don't want us to lay around and squawk. He wants us to get up and walk. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Faith that won't quit. Faith that knows no defeat. That'll stick to it. Hold on. Believe God until the answer comes. Amen. Now, we're not talking about just healing. I'm talking about staying in this old-time religion tonight. Yeah. Amen. A faith that won't quit. Amen. Praise God. Don't make no difference how hard the preacher preaches. It still sticks, bless God. Yeah. Stays right in there, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If the preacher gets on short hair, well, the sisters just stays and lets the hair grow out. Amen. Praise God, praise God. You know, a lot of these folks, uh, uh, they don't realize that when God starts giving out his rewards, they're going to give this fellow, he's chalked up about 10,000 hours of prayer and 10,000 hours of personal work and what have you. But I want to tell you, there's a lot of these ladies, uh, they're going to also find that the Lord is also wrote down every hour. They spent fixing their hair because that's for the glory of God. Hallelujah. That's for doing the will of God just like anything else. So you sisters don't grumble about the time you spend fixing your hair, God's got a record of it. Amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. amen, he said, if you give one of my prophets a cold glass of water, you will in no wise miss your reward. God takes, he takes note of everything. My wife sometimes would say, oh, this old hair. I said, oh, God will take care of everything. <laughs> Amen, amen, amen The Lord will bless you for it Praise the Lord Oh, faith that won't quit Praise God, a faith that won't get blowed up and pout uh, uh, Pout around, you know And won't come to church, lay out of church But a faith, bless God in God that won't waver That'll stick, bless God day in and day out Thank God for a faith That'll take folks to church in the rain Praise the Lord I had a dear old sister, she'd been a Nazarene and fought tongues all of her life, just about it. And she was about 75 when she got the Holy Ghost, and they was very poor, and they were, she was saving dimes to get her a coat uh, for that winter. And we was, had on a Sunday school drive to build some Sunday school rooms. One Sunday morning, she walked down the aisle with about $89 in a jar of dimes that she'd saved uh, for months and months and months and said, Brother Barnes, Sunday school rooms is more important than a coat. I've got to give you these dimes. Hallelujah. She gave me those dimes in a few months. That fall, she taken sick the new morning, went out to meet God. I told the church, I said, God knew she didn't need a coat. He had another one. He had a robe of righteousness. He had a wedding garment waiting for her. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, if we could look down the road, it'd be a lot of us giving more than we give. Oh, yes, I'm telling you the truth. We could just see a little bit further down the road, there'd be a lot of things taken care of. Oh, God, give us faith. Enough of faith in God to make things right when we do wrong. Praise the Lord. All right, every hero that's ever become a hero. It was because he stayed in there and won the battle. Praise God. I read a story one time of an old general that was sent into a country and he knew that he was going to need some true blues. I mean some men that would stay in there and fight. Men that was not afraid of long journeys. Men was not afraid uh, to go uh, in need. Men was not afraid to fight when they got there. And this old general knew he had to select some men. And he walked up and down the soldiers after uh, he called them out. And he said, who will go? Who will go? And some of them said, what did you promise? He said, I promised you many long lots hours away from home. They said, what else do you promise? He said, many, many miles of long weary marching. I said, what else do you promise? He said, hunger and cold and all of these things. And finally, 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 they said, What else do you promise? He said, I promise you a battle when you get there. That's what it taking to get them old warriors out because they loved a battle. They loved a the battle. They wanted to fight amen amen listen i want to tell you the truth god's soldiers god's warriors they're not afraid of a battle they're looking for a battle they want to fight they're not afraid of the road they're not afraid of the desert they're not afraid of the fine fields they're not afraid of nothing they're looking for a battle that's the kind of men god's looking for that's the kind of women god's looking for these that wants everything handed to them on a silver platter Oh, brother, you got the ah, uh, the preacher's got to ring the bell and get a shout down or they don't want to come to church. Oh, they're ruined, they're spoiled. If they'd come to church and go to the prayer room and pray down uh, our old-fashioned revival, they wouldn't be needing a lot of petting that they get and have to have. Carry them around on a pillar. They're far from being a soldier. They're far from wanting a battle. They'll run from the leaf that falls. God's needing soldiers, true blue, old fashioned. Ah, uh, soldiers are getting here and fight with a faith that won't quit, with a determination that'll never stop. Amen. Amen. Praise God, hallelujah. I never forget one time I was preaching way back in the mountains, and I had to go out uh, to the river, and I'd holler, and the fella on the other side would come over the boat and get me and take me over the mountain and right down under the mountain, there was a little schoolhouse and it would be packed to the doors and you couldn't see a house anywhere. And I got there too late one day. My old wrecked up automobile, I just didn't get me there soon enough. And I got there and he'd already gone. And uh, uh, the water was cool, pretty cold. And I said, well, I'll go back. The Lord said, you remember the time you waited a quick to go to the picture show I said, oh, yes, Lord, I'll wait this and too. Bless God. Amen. Anything in the world i ever done for the devil, I'll do it for Jesus Christ. I'll the river. There's a lot of Pentecostal people that work for the devil. They'd give every cent they had to the devil. Yes, sir, they didn't grumble. They didn't complain when they went down to the honky-tonk. How uh, they later on there. But when they got in the church they get as stingy uh, as they can be, they don't want to give God a dime. And God cleaned them up and taken the back away from them. And they're whisking all their old habits. And now they can come home with a check, but they don't want to give it to God. Amen. We're talking about faith that won't quit. We're talking about soldiers. We're talking about people that'll give till it hurts. We're talking about people that go to church when they're hair's sick. We're talking about people that won't stop. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Faith that won't quit. Too many of us, we're paddling around the edge. Read a story one time of a king that was, he got his soldiers together. He was going to take a country. And they sailed away. When they got there and unloaded, he turned around to his men and he said, burn them ships up. They looked at him like he was crazy. He said, I mean burn them up. They set fire to every one of their ships. He said, now, he said, if you ever want to see your wife and children, if you ever want to go back and see your loved ones, you're going to have to get in here and fight because we're going to have to conquer the enemy and go back and his ships. They won. They won. That wasn't nothing to run back to. That wasn't a little ship parked down there waiting for them when the battle got hot. I tell you, there's too many, too many that's got their ship still parked. And just when when things get to going rough, they run, jump in it, and sail back to Egypt. My God in heaven, help us to burn the ship. What do I want a ship parked over there on the shores of Egypt for? I'm fixing to get on another ship, the old ship of Zion. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about going back. I'm going on. Oh, glory to God. God's looking for men. God's looking for women. Praise God with courage and backbone. That'll get up and go. Amen. I used to, my old dad, he'd get me up long before the sun came up. And while the stars were still shining, I'd drop down the trail with him on the way to the job. Uh, he was a go-getter, and he knew not uh, defeat. And during the Depression, he made himself a job. And uh, we made good money right on during the Depression. But he got struck down with high blood pressure. And the doctor said, man said, you, uh, you, you can't get out in the sun. Uh, you can't work no more. Well, I said, this, this'll do Dad up. I don't know what he'll do now. But my dad sent us boys to the woods to cut timber. We brought it to the shade and he made chairs and rocking chairs and made a living until he got well under the shade tree, making rocking chairs and selling them all over the country. He didn't know when to quit. He always told us boys, he said, "Ah, don't ever say I can't. He said, if your dad says you can, you can. Said, your dad's not going to tell you to do something you can't do. My Lord Jesus Christ, whatever he says you can, you can. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. If he says it can be done, it can be done. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Thank God this faith's rising here tonight. Amen. I can feel the devil, it seems, backing up in the corner. Glory to God, glory to God. If there's anything the devil's scared of, it's a Jesus' name, Holy Ghost-filled, faith-filled, warrior of God. Amen, amen, that's not looking for a place to go back. Praise God, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. All right, there's something else, an old hero. He counts it an honor to die in battle. Necessary. Apostle Paul was anxious to die in battle. He said, I'm in a strait betwixt two, having it a desire to depart from this life and to be with Christ, which is far better. You don't hear him grumbling and complaining. He picked up his pen whenever they was about to behead him and said, I've fought a good fight. And I've kept the faith. And I've finished my course. Praise God! That's what I want to do. Finish my course. Amen. All right, the battle cry of faith is this. Let's listen to it. It's the battle cry of faith. What is it? When the rest of them had taken a negative stand, Caleb and Joshua stood up and said, "We're well able to possess the land. We're well able." That's the battle cry of faith. Faith will always say, we are well able to do it. We can do it. We can do it. Through Jesus Christ, we can do it. Glory to God. Listen again, the Apostle Paul, the the battle cry of faith. He says, I can. Oh, that wears the devil to hear God's saints saying, I can. We always hear them say, I can't. I just can't believe. I just can't hardly make it any longer. The devil's almost got me. And I don't know whether I can make it another day or not. The devil hears every word. He said, stay with it, boys. We'll have her pretty soon. Don't let the devil hear you talking like that. Don't let the old boy know too much. Hey, you if you think it, keep it to yourself and get out somewhere and pray and say, God, I can do it. Oh, hey, man, I can do it. The devil says you can't do it. I said, devil, I can do it. The Apostle Paul, of course, put something else to the end of that I can, and we better always do it too. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. If I'm am weak, he will strengthen me. I can, I can, I can, I can. That's the thing that made a hero out of him because he always used the word I can. I can we can we can make it we can have a revival praise god we can get along in the home husband and wife we can make it we can make it we can stop this fussing and quarreling you know the lord don't hear us preachers prayer and us men's prayers if we don't get along with our wives we just got to do it if we get a prayer through some way or another amen hallelujah but it can be done (laughs) It may be hard, but it can be done. No reflection on my wife, bless God, if there ever was a woman that had her heart in this. She's got it in there. She never has one time in her life ever said you oughtn't to go. And I've gone all time, all time, but she said, go on, go on, go on, go on, amen. She knows what I'm doing. Thank God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to have a wife behind you. Say, go on. Don't worry about me. Go on. Go on and preach the gospel. You know, she never has said, I don't think we ought to do this, and I don't think we ought to do that, and I don't think we ought to move here, and I don't think we ought to move there. And I got a vision last night, and night before last, I would not paying attention to my wife. She got a vision. That's the truth. I'm the head of the house. God's going to talk to anybody or talk to me about leaving amen, amen Amen God said move down in that two room shack We're going to move down there We have Amen I Had running water when it rained I found out this I'd rather be in an old house where there's no water, no roof on it in the will of God than to be in a mansion without it. I tell you, there's nothing in the world. He can take the place of peace in a preacher's heart. He loses that. He's a miserable feller. He's just about to tear up the church and everything else. He gets out of the will of God, pays him stay in the will of God, amen, go where the Lord wants him to go. Bless God if there's nothing over there but a, a knob on the hill. Praise God, go anyhow. God said, go, go. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right, here's some more of the language of the battle cry of faith. When David came to the dead end, if he ever was a fellow, had his back to the wall. He had his back to the wall. The enemy had come while he was off in battle and captured everything they had, the wives and children and everything, and now the men had turned against him, and I was about ready to stone him, Here's the battle cry of an old warrior. He never sees defeat. He never knows when to quit. He'll die fighting. He said there's no need to look at here, stand here, and look at our misery, and look at the place where the tents used to be. Let's go after them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go after them. Hallelujah. There's no need to stand and weep over empty benches. Bless God. Let's go out and fill them. Hallelujah. 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 Everything I've ever built, God filled it up. The biggest tent I've ever been able to stretch, God filled it up and run it over. Always needed some more extra room. That's right. Amen. Brother, do you call it your faith? Hallelujah. All right. Listen again. I I, I like uh, I like this expression sometimes. Bulldog faith. You know all the bulldog got his name? He gets a hold up something. Hey, stays with it. Amen. I read a story one time. uh, Bob Shuler told about an old bulldog. He he looked like he was an old lawyer. He'd come down the street walking just as straight and stiff along the sidewalk. Said A little old fire's come out from under the house. Uh, Just a tearing up the ground and a barking. And said the old bulldog didn't even look to the right or the left. He just walked along. That little old fussy get right out there pretty close and he just scratching the ground. And he was just a barking and a yelling and just pawing the ground. And the old Bulldog didn't even look at him, just kept walking along. And he said his wife, I looked at it and went to laughing. And he said he run in the room and got down on his knees and he said, my God in heaven, said whatever that Bulldog's got, said I need it. <laughs> Amen. That old Bulldog. All right. That old bulldog knew that feist wasn't gonna bite him, and that bulldog knew that feist knew that he wasn't gonna bite him. Amen. Amen. A lot of us preachers, now I'm talking to preachers, we let a lot of little old Christ just wear the life out of us. We always stopping and, uh, with a little feist. There, are the devil, he ain't gonna jump on us. We'll just keep on going, bless God. I was walking the floor one night just to, oh, I couldn't sleep. I'd have walked on the floor about some woman, and I uh, got off in the sand and doing things you ought to do, and uh, God spoke to me, and he said, uh, who sinned? You or the woman? <laughs> I said, Lord, I said, she did. He said, then why don't you ask me to make her walk the floor, and you go to bed and go to sleep? <laughs> I said, that's a good idea. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I said, God in heaven, if that's you, make that woman walk the floor tonight. Amen. The next morning I got a telephone call. She said, oh, she said, I couldn't sleep a week. said, I, I just walked the floor all night. She said, I want you to pray for me and forgive me. I said, oh, hallelujah, I've learned something.